Welcome to Belly Up to the Blackboard, a podcast focused on the reality of teaching and other musings from and about professionals, hosted by Chris Munn and Justin Russell. All right. Um, welcome to Belly Up to the Blackboard. It has been a while. Um, our last recorded episode yes. was in the spring. Um, like teachers do, we, we took the summer off. We had the intentions of recording, but... Um, Life changes, life gets crazy, and uh, we'll, t- we'll talk about that today, but with Belly Up to the Blackboard, you know, we do, um, there's basically a drinking theme too, so we've kind of changed our, our <laughs> format, and the first thing we're doing is um, Justin's with me, and we're, uh, we're going to talk about, so uh, yeah. what are you drinking? Well, I am drinking a Diesel Hayden 10-year rye. And it is probably one of the smoothest, uh, just straight up drinks I've ever had. Um, it's a great price point. You are, you've had it before, haven't you? Oh yeah, yeah. Basil Hayden is is one of my favorites. Um, that's yeah. for sure. I've gained a new appreciation for Blanton's after I found it um, in Northeast Iowa. <laughs> trying on a, to... on a major discount. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah. It was a great. It was a great deal. I mean, first you can't find it anywhere, and then it wasn't marked up like. No. You can get it on the secondary yeah. market, but you know, after having it at Whiskey Fest last year, it was—I um, I wasn't sure how much I liked it. I, I know I like ten-year-old basil, basil better, um, yeah. but then after trying it again, I still like it. I mean, I love basil's great, um, but I'm—I'm I'm starting to get a better appreciation for Blanton's. Um, yeah, yeah, so that's a, that's a good one, and it's a little more expensive too. But I mean, like basil, it's hard to beat for its price point. Seriously, like I. I can think of so many other things that are good that are, you know, 30, 40, 50, 100% more expensive. And geez Louise, like, it's hard to, it's it's interesting how they do it. So Yeah, so yeah. Are, you, are you drinking it neat on the rocks? What are you doing? I got a couple cubes in it. Yeah, nice. Nice, nice. Yeah, so what are you drinking? So uh, I decided to grab um, the Builder's Gin from Restless Spirits um, from downstairs. Uh, threw that in with some ice. It's a little warm up here and humid in Iowa right now. Um, so I figured a nice light drink. So I got that, some ice in it, um, threw in some Sprite and triple sec. And then, um, you know, I was going to splash some, some OJ on it, but kids drank it. So, um, pretty simple. I mean, if you want a recipe for it, really it's ounce of gin, ounce of triple sec, and then top off, you know, the rest with Sprite. And then um, splash of OJ for color, but depending on how your day went. And don't forget to shake it. Don't forget to shake it a lot. Oh, I stirred. I stirred. I did not shake, but I did stir. <laughs> I, it might be against uh, against stirred. the rules. I don't know. Okay, um, there. No, no James Bond for you. No, hey, no judgments. Drink your drink how you like to drink it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I suppose. As much as I like drinking, you know, whiskey neat, um, you know, sometimes put in a little flavor in with it too. I'm not going to judge somebody by that. I'm not going to be a whiskey snob. You know, it's it, it's your money. You're spending it. Do what you want. I make I make cringe Although, a little bit. You got to admit though, like you can't buy a you can't buy an eighty dollar bottle of, of whiskey and put like a, a mixer with it. I mean, that's just sacrilegious. Oh, I I mean I agree, but like I said, you spend your money the way you're going to. I guess drink it how you want. I may not drink it the I same suppose. way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're spending the money, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah, it's your money, I guess. Yeah. So, there you so, go. So there we well, go. Cool. Well, no, it sounds like you have a 
suppose if you have a nice refreshing drink though for summer i mean like or as hot as it is i know it's the getting to be the fall but gosh it's hard to beat a good you know gin drink yeah you know i used to be a huge uh vodka guy in the summer but you know the more i, I like i like gin um and it was funny as i I can't remember where I was at, but I heard somebody say, all gin is, is just flavored whiskey, which I guess, I mean, you think about it, it kind of <laughs> is, but, um, not a big, uh, well, they're all kind of made the same way. Yeah. 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 So not a big juniper guy. So this builders has a little bit of it, but it's not overpowering. It's not like you're chewing on a, an air freshener, you know? <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. So, uh, like we were talking about in the intro here is that, um, it's been a while since we recorded, um, we went through summer, and um, there's been a lot of change. A lot of change here. A lot of change um, among everybody. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's talk about why we uh, why we've kind of put off um, recording. Um, <clears throat> so <laughs> Justin's taking a I don't know if you can call it a, a midlife crisis, a uh, sabbatical, <laughs> but um, you call it whatever you want. Do you, do you want to tell your story on? What you're doing and oh, yeah. or what you decided well, to do this summer. We'll we'll get to where you're at later. Um, yeah. But let's talk about your the whole idea. Well, I, I think it kind of feeds into, well, long story short, I think it kind of unpacks a little bit into the, the segment that's coming up is that quiet quitting. But um, I just, I just found myself working almost 60 hours a week. Uh, and um you know, it's uh, any of you have kids out there, uh, you, you realize or you get this epiphany when about the third time on a Saturday, you tell your kid, you know, you can't do something with them because you got to get this schoolwork done. Right. Like um, got to grade papers, got to get curriculums going. You got to get this done for admin. And I, I think anyone who teaches understands that aspect. And there's going to be hundreds of you or thousands of you out there that go, well, you get summer off and yada, yada. You know what? Like, like I've always said, and I think I said this two episodes ago, you come do the job of a teacher for a week. And if you don't have one gripe or bitch about anything, if you, you know what, if you're the top dog in the building and you get every kid to pass everything, I will gladly pay you my salary. Like it is by far one of the, I think, laziest kind of critiques when people say, well, you get summers off, right? Um, 60 hours, a, 60 hours a week is, is insane, correct? I mean, that's that's unreal. It's 12 hours a day. But, but you know, even the weekends when you count that. And, I, Chris, you remember those days we coached. Um, and, obviously, you don't do it for the money. But, remember, we calculated out, and it was like, what, six cents an hour or something like that when you when you figured out all the off-season programming you did, all the designs and stuff, all the camps. Yeah, worst, um, worst decision I ever did was decide to uh, figure out what my um, – my hourly pay was because obviously we get a contract for coaching <laughs> and this is when I was yeah. uh, an assistant at, uh, you know, varsity high school football, but still, you know, it's not college, but yeah, yeah. figuring out all the summer yeah. workouts, all the camps, yeah. all the film study, all of that. And I, I think yep. it was, it was close to probably six cents an hour. It, it was pretty depressing when we, yeah. when we actually did that. <laughs> so yeah. And those, you know, so, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna I was just gonna say like so when I when I started to look at that, you know, sixty hours a week, I'm making like four bucks an hour, five bucks an hour. I'm telling my kid and I'm trading this time, like I started to think about I I am 
I am valuing the $5 an hour I'm making over that time with my kids. Like it, it was just a wrecking, like, like a life altering epiphany when that happened. Right. Um, yeah, the I know fact that. Mid, yeah. You know how it is. I mean, yeah. just mentally, even just, I mean, Ener- energy, you have none. Like it is, it, you just see yourself withering away as a, like a small dot in the timeline of your kids' lives. Like it is, and not to get too deep or philosophical, but so anyhow, after that, um, my wife and I, Kim, we had talked for, oh, at least through the, the pandemic, through all the shutdowns, we joked about uh, camping because at the time we were working remote anyways, right? Like, um, and you remember those days of, uh, you know, having remote classrooms and uh, having the kids kind of just bounce in and out. They're not really there either. And, and so, um, so we had joked about doing that and uh, fast forward to the spring and all these changes were being made and uh, financially it just really worked out that we could do it. So uh, Kim and I, we ended up selling our house, uh, most of our belongings and uh, packed up into our camper and we've been traveling for the last, oh, since May. Yeah. Yep. And uh, haven't looked back, man. Like I kind of been working some part-time type stuff, but um, it started to become really extremely time uh, heavy and uh, consuming a lot of my time. And there again, I was trading work time for quality time with my kids and family and, um, and even my own health. Right. Like, and you would agree, Chris, like the moment you realize like you're getting sick more often because you're physically and mentally run down, like that's not a good thing either. Yeah. And, and that's where, you know, people talk about mental health days and taking those because, uh, you know, as crazy as it sounds, it's, I mean, it is something needed because as a teacher, it's not in the job description, but you put other people ahead of yourself 99% of the time, you know, and, and, and not just yeah. ahead of yourself, but ahead of your family. I mean, I, I didn't take the leap like you did, which, I mean, you're in the perfect spot with your kids <laughs> and everything age wise. Um, yeah. You know, but when we step back from coaching and being able to be at home more often, you know, and in the summer and, and we like to camp as a family and um, you know, I've got cousins and stuff like that and we would actually camp up in Northeast Iowa and um, we would, we would do that and stay there for about 10 days. Well, that's when we would have our camp at Fort or uh, at Camp Dodge, our football uh-huh. camp. And so we missed that for about three years. And, you know, when I talked to my family about, you know, I think I'm going to stop coaching football, you know, I was still doing track. Yeah. I'm still coaching track. It still am. And, and I love it. And, um, but talking about, you know, I'm thinking about coaching or quitting football and, you know, to get their thoughts on it. And I just remember, um, my, you know, my son, um, just yeah. was like excited. Like now we can go camping up there. We can, we can do a lot more stuff. Yeah. And, and you know, yep. you know, the trade-off. I mean, when you sign up to coach and you have a family, you know, the trade-off you're making, but it doesn't really yeah. sink in deep until they make a comment, you know, and it, and yeah, your wife, yeah. you know, makes a comment of, Hey, you missed dinner or Hey, you know, things like mm-hmm. that. But it's when your kids get old enough and they start to, um, you know, make the comment. It, it it's more personal. It hits harder than it is if it's, it's a spouse, yeah. you know? Yeah. Excuse and, me. and I do, and I think, I think all you teachers out there and Chris, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but 
I, I truly believe like my experience, even though I, I talk in ultimatums, like I know it is unique to my situation. Um, but on the same token, I, I truly believe to my core, there are parallels with, with my situation and why there is such a shortage of teachers. Um, and everyone talks about, well, the job market is increasing and people are going back, whatever you want to do and not to get in too deep into the weeds. But I, I know for a fact that the reason there's a shortage of teachers right now isn't because teachers are lazy and teachers are wanting more money and teachers are saying that, you know, education is horrible. It literally is the system itself of education. And um, so, but in any case, I, uh, I took this journey. Uh, the, so the, there's kind of three goals in mind. Number one was um, really to get reacquainted with my kids and my wife. Um, I had spent so many years, the last five years probably, getting up at four in the morning, leaving before my kids get up really, and then not getting home until like four or five in the evening, right? And uh, seeing my kids for dinner for about, or my kids for about half an hour, an hour, and then putting her to bed. On the weekends, um, I was still working multiple hours on school stuff. And um, so that was the first goal. The second goal was to really dig down and find out if uh, education is what I want to do for the next 20 years. Um, there's a lot of handcuffs now in the world of education. And uh, and I know it's unique to our district, too, the, the critiques I had. But, um, yeah. And then the, the, the third goal really was to explore the U.S. Um, I don't know how many of you out there have had the chance to do this, but oh my goodness, there are so many things to just be in awe of, of, of this country that we live in. And, and for all her faults, for all of her issues, you know what, there, there still really isn't a better country to be a part of and, uh, and to see. Um, and the idea that you can, within an hour of where you are, be skiing, water, snow, um be hiking in the mountains to the desolate desert you know like it is insane to think about the types of areas you could be in and um so that's what we're doing now we're uh, we're actually uh about to move tomorrow to a new spot for a week and then um yeah we're just gonna keep exploring until the money runs out <laughs> well, yeah, you uh i mean you did it at the right time i mean you guys were able to sell your house at the at the peak time for um sellers and then you know there's always that thing and and we kind of looked at a house just to kind of look and um you know not that we were intent on moving and it wasn't very far but um you know you sell your house at at a peak and make make the most money well the problem with that is is that when you're buying a house you're buying at the peak too, so you're spending yeah. the most money. I mean, you guys, you're in the perfect yeah. situation. You you sold at your peak. You're not buying another house right now. Um, you know, you sold before no. before interest rates, you know, got up really crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, you guys, like I said, you did it at the at the right right time. Um, and yeah, and you mentioned the what we're gonna talk about today, and, and um, it's been a topic probably a couple of weeks ago, and uh, about it's called quiet quitting. Um, and I know there's a lot in, um, you know, regular, uh, business settings, but I, I think it's something that, um, is happening in, in schools too. And, you know, I saw something, somebody talked about quiet quitting. I saw a video and, um, the guy said, you know, it's not, 
it's not really quiet quitting. It's doing your job, but not jumping through all the hoops and doing the extra stuff that they ask of you without the extra pay. And looking at it like that, it is, yeah. it's, you're doing your job, but I mean, for some, it's tough because, and especially teachers and your job is, you know, not your job, but you came into teaching to help people. Right. So that little extra thing they ask you to do to help a kid or cover another friend, you know, teacher, you know, you're good, you're friends yeah. with teachers and you, you make friends in the business. And, uh, I, you know, and that's really only the way you survive because if, if you're in there and you're in your own little silo and you're not talking with colleagues and things like that, it, it's a tough road. Um, so when they ask you, Hey, can you cover this class real quick? And, um, yeah, it's, you know, they give you little incentives. Yes. You get sub pay for 45 minutes or an hour, hour and a half, whatever it is. Um, and then you, I know we did jeans tickets cause you know, it's, it's professional dress until Friday and Friday's a jean day, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they, they tack that incentive on and you know, I, it is, I mean, when in the grand scheme of things, it's not, it's not really much because, and I don't know about you this last year before, um, you know, you resigned of, then I started asking myself this last year is, is how much is my time worth, you know, and to get to the point yeah. of not feeling guilty of saying no, you know, and that's, and, yeah. um, it's hard to get to that, especially if you're a younger teacher. I think in the, as an older teacher, you know, more experienced, you've gone through stuff and you've done the, Yep, whatever you need, let me know. Yeah. Night or day, check my email, email at nine, ten o'clock at night. Now it's like, you know what, how much yeah. how much is my time worth? Um, yeah, you're gonna give me sub pay for forty five minutes to a yeah. you know, hour and a half if you're block. But yeah, I need planning time. And if I don't do yeah. it then and I cover, that planning time all of a sudden becomes after school, which is after contract time usually because yeah. it's more than yeah. just you know, the, the 15 minutes well, of contract time after school or half hour. And, and I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even label it after contract time. What I would label that as is personal time or family time or. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what, and that's time, what like human, like a, like a human being time. You know what I mean? Like, like I, and I get what you're saying. And I, and I, I just, I know there's a negative connotation when people say, well, that's after contract time. Well, yeah, there is a negative connotation, but, I think the understanding has to be like, that is my time. Like yeah. I'm not an indentured servant. And I don't I'm like, not, I, I'm not legally bound to you as a company, right. Or as a district or whatever. Like when that, when that time that I signed ends, like I should have the ability or freedom or even not feel obligated or judged, right. As a bad teacher. Well, and that's, um, that's it. It's not, yeah. I think it's a, it's a more <laughs> sterile term after contract time. If they yeah. came up and said, hey, I think it's a good way. if we took you, how about time away from your family? I need you to, to spend some time away from your family to finish these, these things. Not after contract yeah. time. Yeah. You know, family yeah. time. Take away some family. We'll pay you. We'll pay you. But yeah. Um, but yeah, after contract time sound, we, sounds better. Right. <laughs> and wait, but wouldn't you say like, I, and I don't know where you lie on this, but I, I personally would almost, it's not about the money. Like, Yes, money's awesome. Don't get me wrong. Like, whatever, whatever. But it's almost there is no acknowledgement that if you're asked to do something extra after that contract time or whatever we want to call it, there's no acknowledgement that that's your time. Like, you're trading seconds, minutes, hours of your own life on this planet to enrich something else outside of what you were originally asked to do, right? Like, and I, 
I, I think that's where I started three, four years ago, started really breaking down and realizing like I am trading all of this time for other people and other people are beginning to make it apparent that they believe it's my sole responsibility to better this student's life or this person's life instead of it's a team activity, right? Um, that That's where the breakdown started. And that's when I really started to realize like, look, like I'm not trading any more of my outside building time, right? Um, and and yeah, maybe, maybe I did become a work, uh, worse teacher for lack of a better term um but i i don't feel like balls were dropped you i mean i no, we look I at feel like you know and i <laughs> talked about this today you look at the um the data that we had last year um where yeah. we, were, we were kind of like and you know maybe it was a good thing. i mean the data was great our kids we had kids improve left and right i mean it was i can't remember, it was close to 80 percent of our kids um yeah. you know improved in the special ed department and for math and, and that's just it. And maybe you, we think about it, hey, we're spending less time, less of our not non-contract yeah. time, family time. We're spending less family time doing things. Yes. And, you know, maybe that made us better teachers because we came into the building happier. Yeah. You know, we had that. Yeah. We actually stepped away. Um, you know, I know this last year our building's been under construction and I was in the building maybe three times. One was for my mm-hmm. son's basketball camp. Another was from my daughter's mm-hmm. uh, volleyball camp. And I think we had one uh-huh. in-service meeting I had to meet. Usually I'm in there at least once a week for half a day at least getting ready for the next year. At least, yep. I didn't have any of that this yep. year. And and I felt like I actually had a summer. I mean, it went fast like it always yep. does. But, um, yep. yeah, and I think that time away actually makes you a better teacher just for the fact that, you know, you ha- you go, you are stepping away. You're re, quote unquote, recharging your batteries. You know, yeah. Um, and I know and, you, you did a lot of. Camping. And I agree. I agree. Yeah, like what you were saying, recharge batteries. And I, and I agree. When s- several times our are the, the previous admin said, "Hey, teaching is such a high passion field, right? Like a career." I I one hundred one thousand percent agree. The problem becomes is if you if you don't have any distance from what you are passionate about, then that longing, that passion starts to diminish, right? Um, same thing. If you're around the same person every single day, every minute of the day, like it's a known, well, it's scientific fact. Like we all know you're going to not like that person. Correct. Yeah. It's, um, it, what absence makes the heart grow fonder. And I, he, and I get yeah, that. We, yeah. We've had admin in the past that say, you know, I was here till 10 o'clock last night and I'm, you know, and I get that, yeah. but I also understand that you make double yeah. what I make, you know, I, well, I, I, I that, but you could, but you would agree. Like when you look at them and they say that they're not like energetic, happy, they have like what, uh, if it, if they're male, they have the five o'clock shadow still, you can tell like the clothes were, were tiled on their desk in their office. That's what they're wearing today. Like if it's a female, like you can tell they were rushed in the morning because they probably either sped home to get, you know, cleaned up and come back or they stayed at the school, right? Like it's, it's pretty obvious when somebody says, Hey, I was here till 10, 11 o'clock at night. Like they're not fresh and ready to go. No. And, that, and like you said, like you said, distance, makes, right. Like distance makes the heart grow fonder, right? Like that's a great example of 
that person literally did not have a break from the building. Yeah. Um, and to me, that's like, well, welcome to my Friday night coaching and Saturday morning. Cause we didn't leave <laughs> till like 11 or 12 sometimes and then come back in yeah. or Saturday morning to watch film and, and getting back to that, yep. you know, that not coaching and spending less time in the, in the building. And I remember, and this was our last year coaching together is that our son was playing soccer in the fall. We could get him there, you know, that was okay. And then my you daughter, and, you and your wife's son, you and your wife's son, not you and my son. <laughs> yes, my me and my wife. <laughs> you our, said our son. Yeah, takes, let's, let's takes make a village. <laughs> no, so uh, well, and then so my niece had done uh, Girl Scouts a year before, and our, our daughter was like, "Hey, uh-huh. I want to do Girl Scouts in the fall," and you know, looking at, it, I was like, you know, we can't, we can't do it. We don't, we just, no. we cannot. We don't have the time to get her to, um, to Girl Scouts. So, you know, and that was that, and that was kind of one of those other tipping points of like, I love coaching. I've coached football for 15 years. I haven't had a fall free 15, maybe it was, maybe it's 18 years. I can't remember at the time, but I mean, through all the coaching from high school, you know, from while I was in college and all that. And, um, what did did you say though? Like you just, what did you say? You just hit on what we would like consider a moral dilemma, right? Like you were put in a situation where you were forced to prioritize your commitments, correct? Yeah. Like and I was choosing the commitment of being a good father the, or versus the commitment with the football team or the commitment to the coaches or even the commitment to yourself. Like that, that is an impossible moral dilemma to be in, correct? Like, it is. There and, is no right answer on that. And you know, and a lot of people don't step back and think this. It's you're choosing, or I had been choosing somebody else's kids over my own, right? Yeah. So to that it, to put it blunt, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're gonna let's just break it down, down to to what is, it is. That is the fundamental piece of it. What it is, yes. Yeah. So I'm choosing somebody else's kids over my spending time with somebody else's kids over mine, and then you have those parents, and we won't point out fingers or point fingers, but that you know are complaining about how coaching went, and and we're not going to get into all of that, but. So no. that was one of those other things that those pieces that's like, you know what, you know, my kids are getting to the age that they're doing sports on their own. I, I need to step, step back. And, and so now yeah. I really try to make sure. And even with, um, you know, track and, and being the head coach and, and the way we run our program, I am able to get my kids, um, you know, they're not late practices like football was and, and you don't have, you, know, you have meets during the week, but um, yeah, I can get my kids to things. So, Whenever one of my kids wants to join a sport or a club or do something like Girl Scouts or we, the best that we can, I try not to say no. Now, she's in dance yeah. and, and softball and she wanted to do Girl Scouts too, but it's like, okay, you got you got two things. Two's enough for a season, you know, and he's doing football and it'll go right into basketball yeah. and baseball. And, I mean, you know, we're able to do those things in the fall. And, you know, we're camping this weekend, yeah. which we wouldn't be able to do. Um, you know, coaching. So it is that, it is that time, you know, you, you start to have that family and maybe it's when we were younger teachers where we didn't have kids, you know, we had a spouse at home, but, um, you know, they can take care of themselves and and they can find things to do, but it's once you get those kids into the picture, you really start thinking about what's my time worth. Right. And we've talked about that last year. It's like, I don't know what we were joking about. I don't don't get out of bed for 20 bucks an hour. I can't remember what we said, but. You do. Yeah, you got to yeah, figure and, out. You know, to, be, to be the devil's advocate on that, you know, 
there's a there's a phrase out there that said like no one's ever paid what they're worth but to be i think to 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 know your self-worth is is i think it's a cornerstone of mental health right like um and it's not even confidence or narcissism or whatever but i i think like you said the idea and even though we, we were joking about not even waking we don't get out of bed for 15 bucks an hour right like um I, I think there's an understanding there that has to be with this younger generation of teachers, um, especially with the shortage of teachers is they have the power, right? Negotiating power. Especially um, now. Yeah. With the, the lack of, yeah. the lack of teachers. Yeah. The power is in the teacher's I mean, hand. Salaries. Yeah. Salaries are set. I understand that. But like the idea that, that like, like let's pick you and me, male special ed teachers in high school, right? Like, for goodness sake, we interview at one district and, or like, let's say we interview at five districts. I guarantee two or three of them are going to make an offer regardless. Right. Like there is some definite benefit to being a teacher right now as far as pay, something that historically has never happened um, because teachers were a dime a dozen. Right. Like it was hard to find quality teachers, but most teachers took the job because they justified the low pay with that famous phrase, you don't become a teacher for the money, right? Like, um, so yeah. But yeah, now, now so, teachers so have, what, so, what, so what would your ideal number be then, like per hour? Just jokingly aside. Oh, man. Have, you ever, have you ever come up with an actual number? Oh, I, I haven't. I honestly, I'll be honest with you. I haven't, but I was just thinking as we were talking about, you know, not getting out of bed for 20 bucks an hour, I'm thinking <laughs> when we talk about, you know, you get sub pay because it's going to burn up your, your plan time, but then you're spending that yeah, time at yeah. home. It's when you yeah. think about it, like somebody's going to give you $20 and I can't remember what the sub pay is. Maybe it's 25. I don't remember uh, what it was for teachers because you got teacher pay, but let's say it's $25, right? Um, here, I'm going to give you $25 you can hang out with your family, but I'm going to give you $25 and you're not going to, you got to stay away from them for an hour while they're eating. And then yeah. you're going to warm up is, would you take that? And that's almost, that's breaking it down. And obviously that's, it's not as simple as that, but think about it. How about this? Yeah. How about I'm gonna give you $25. You're going to miss an hour of your son's soccer game. Yep. And he scores yeah. a goal. Yeah. Do you, do you take that? Yeah. And that's no, that. That's where I was. Yeah. 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 And that's, where, that's that... where I was when I, what, yeah, I said I was trading, I was trading a $5, $5, $6 an hour thing to, to not spend time with my kid. You know what I mean? Like that, that to me in my mind, I, I don't know if I can ever forgive myself for that, but that's, that's crazy to think about, right? Like I traded an hour of my time at six bucks an hour, seven bucks an hour for what I was doing. And, um, yeah. And justified it with, I have to make these other kids better. <laughs> yeah. Or it's, it's extra money I'm, I'm putting towards something for my family. And I get that. Yeah. And it, yeah, I'm going to buy their love. Right. Like, right. Yeah. That, like that's going <laughs> to, that's going to repair everything is that, that $10 toy at Target the next time I go for my kid is going to repair, you know, the whole Saturday I missed with them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I just, I think that is the irony in what teaching is. And, you know, it goes back to, like, the 1700s. You remember a teacher would travel from town to town, right? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Generally single. I mean, I, I don't uh, remember personally, female. but, yes, I've heard stories. <laughs> well, you were there. I mean, you're <laughs> old enough. Um, 
Um, but you know, like, I, I think it goes back to that mindset, like the, the, the class, the students, whatever, above all. And, um, I just, I don't, I don't think that's a mindset that can continue. I just don't. Um, well, and I think, you know, and, and so, then we, we do talk about the, the quiet quitting. It's like those extra duties of being on different building teams and, and things like that yeah. that, are, that are after school. And, and, you know, again, we talk about that, the shortage of teachers, do teachers, you know, I know when we were younger, it's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to be on whatever I can. Not that I plan on leaving, but it's great for the resume. I was on this team, this team, this team. And now it's like, do you need that? Do you need to be on those building teams yeah. to, to pad that resume when they're looking well, for anybody? A, yeah. Anybody. And not to pick out a stab uh, for you or I, but you know, like you hit, you hit the nail on the head. Like we do these things as professionals because we're told from day one, whether that's in college or as we do our, you know, student teaching, whatever, but that, the more things you can be involved in, like the better it is for you as a professional. And, and here, here I am 15 years later. Um, I mean, I can, I can list the laundry list of things that I've done professionally that were supposedly leadership things. And uh, I, I mean, I still got to take, I still got to take classes to be an admin. Right. Um, and you're still, still taking classes to renew your license. You renew my license. I still got to go out and pay the fees to the state or whoever to update. My, so like those things honestly don't really matter because like you said, number one, districts are so hurting for, for passionate, energetic and willing people to trade that, that outside time for initiatives of the district um, that I don't even think experience matters anymore. Um and like I said, not to pick out scabs for anyone listening, but because um, I'm sure there's hundreds of stories out there that, that can be listed. But in the same token, um, it goes with that quiet quitting. Um, there has to be an ROI, a return on investment of anything, right, like that we do. And um, I, I just don't think that investment of time is really paying out for a lot of people. Yeah, and and like you last year, and I was almost at that point of, you know, I, and I was. I'm not going to say I was almost. I was to the point of like, why should I do this? I'm, I'm going to do my job. Yeah. And now, now my situation mm-hmm. is a little worse, you know, or not a little worse, a different than yours. I, you know, you had talked about possibly doing a different job, different job within the building, within this, within teaching. Yeah. And then you ultimately chose this, you know, and I had applied for another yeah. job too. And we won't get into that, but needless to say, it didn't, didn't work out the way I planned. And so no. a little jaded. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do my job. I'm not going to do anything. Yep. I'm, you know, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do, but the extra stuff, yep. I'm going to go spend time with my family, you know? Oh, absolutely. And, and, yeah. and that was, I mean, I didn't think of it as quite quitting, but I'm like, I'm just going to do my job, keep my head down, do my job. And you know what? Let's get through. Let's grind out this year. Now I love the beginning of this year. I've had, it's been, it's been nice. I'm not going to lie. I, and I don't know if it's not being at school. Um, all I, summer. I think that's part of it. Like, yeah, like we said, distance makes the heart grow. I mean, I mean, you got that, like you said, you were able to take a breath from, from the teacher that is Chris instead of Chris that is the teacher, right? Like, yeah, and step away from what that you were able to step away. Yeah. And step away from yeah. what I felt was negativity. And, and a lot of that I did, I was negative. I was not, I was in a negative mindset 
yeah, you know, the second half of that year and, you know, shoot, thank yeah. God, thank God for track track, you know, was one but of those things. Na- but it would be a, but it was a natural cycle too. I mean, you, you can only, you can only take so much. Right. Um, and, uh, but like you said, you love this, this start of this school year. Um, you and I both mentioned that last year, we loved the start of the school year, right? We, oh, we, we did the same up. thing you just said. Yeah. We didn't go in that really after other in the summer. Um, we had come up with all of this new curriculum, all of these things that we had back tested. Um, I remember you and I sitting there, uh, several times and you would be like, Hey, let's run through this and see what the result is. Or like, I would, I would act like, you know, you would act like the student and I would run you through like a lesson. And so we, we back tested a lot of that stuff. And, um, well, and we saw I, that I truly felt like we were there. We were, yeah. and, and we saw the results at the end of that, even not even at the end of the year, but halfway through the year, we were, no. I mean, we were fired up. I mean, when you were able to, yeah. to put something in place that you yeah. built and see the results yeah. and like the yeah. you know, kids are excited, you're excited, you're seeing growth. I mean, that yep. doesn't happen as much as you'd like. And when it does like that and explodes like that, it was just, it was great. And then, yeah. you know, it just, well, yeah. Uh, you know, outside yeah. things, just, you know, out, outside within the building yeah. and everything. It just, then all of a sudden all that excitement and everything was just, um, you know, it was yeah. a slow sinking, felt like a slow sinking ship that you, that know, you didn't like, have a, you didn't have a life vest. Yeah. But I, th- I think that needed to happen too. And just like any record, you know, any event in life, you know, whether we want to say marriage relationships, with friends, whatever, like, I, I think there is a natural causality, uh, uh, cheesy term, ebb and flow, right? Like, yeah, you're um, going to have you like, but, that's what I was thinking. Ebb and flow. You're not, you're not going to be, it's not going to be amazing all the time. You have, it's only amazing <laughs> because you have those negative, yeah. you know, negative yeah. things. But once you're in that negative, it's, it's hard to get out until you have yeah. another amazing thing, right? Or, or something that you're so excited me, about. So, so let me ask you this, like, so let's, let's go ahead and go back maybe to kind of our original objective of our podcast, which was to give some, give new teachers or aspiring teachers those things I wish I kind of knew before I went into teaching, right? Like, um, and, and like, I, like I just said, I have 15 years of teaching, you have 16, 17. Um, what, it, what is it from our experience in the last year or two? And let's not let's leave COVID out of it. Like I, I hate yeah, coming we're back. Beyond I think it. Yeah, let's, let's not. Yeah, I think the lazy man's excuse to go COVID caused this, or we still have the ad, attributes of COVID. Like, but what what would you say out of this experience from the last year or two? Um, what are some things that you would want to pass on to new teachers? Uh, one is do not feel the biggest thing is do not feel guilty for saying no. If, if it's an yeah. extra thing, obviously, if it's your job, you got to do it, right? You may not like it. <laughs> suck it up. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to do your job. But those extra things, if, you know, if you don't want to do it and it is not a requirement of your job, and it could be like, hey, not right now. I'm still getting my feet wet. I really want to make sure I focus on my lesson plans, my classroom. I'll, I'd love to join the team, the building team next year. Talk to me next year if you could. You know, and most yeah. admin are pretty understanding. They want to make sure you're successful. They don't want to put a ton on your plate. Um, 
Yeah. But that's my big scene. And they don't want to distance you. Yeah, they don't want to distance yeah. you either. Like so, they want to make sure that you feel involved or included. Yeah. But exactly. you're right. So don't absolutely. feel guilty they saying say no. no. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. What about, what about you? What's one thing yeah. that you can from our from our experience I, last year and you know, coming into this year? You know what? Like uh I would say as a new teacher and and I think we all fall in this is ego gets in the way, right? Like uh, I remember my first couple of years of teaching it was not very good, but I, I had this ego about like, I don't need a mentor. Um, and so I would, I would even say, listen to everything that, that teacher mentor, you get your first couple of years. I'm just saying, find somebody who's teaching, whether that's your age, older, younger, I don't care. Find somebody who you really want to turn into as a teacher. Maybe they have some really good activities and lesson planning. Um, maybe there's somebody out there who really knows how to break down standards. Um, if you're doing that standards reference grade or standards reference grade, but find mentors who who are willing to let you sit in and learn. Now, and they, again, they like do you not just have say, to be, be able to say no. Yeah, they, yeah. they don't have to yeah, be no. in your content area either. No, find somebody that you go no, along yeah. with that you know. Yeah, like personality may help yeah. for the first one, but yeah. It does not hurt yeah. to ask some, you know, you may not um, mesh with great, but you know what? If they've got something like you were saying, find somebody that has something that you want to do or want to be. And it could just be how they do like a project or anything like that. Yep. Um, and it yeah, doesn't have to be I, in content. I, area. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't because I remember going into classes because I had students who needed help on certain subjects. I remember just asking that teacher, do you mind if I sit in your class? And I remember doing high school and middle school classes all over again because I'm literally sitting in the back, raising my hand, asking questions during the middle of a class, right? Like, because I, I just, I needed to know how to do it so I can help students. But you're right. That would be my advice is um, find some mentors, as many as you can, as many people that are willing to be a mentor to you, do it. I know there's a, that phrase of too many cooks in the kitchen or whatever you want to say, but. I, I honestly think if you can find a teacher who excels in an area you want to excel in, it, it's going to be the best. And um, one more thing too, I would say is that, you know, if you have a chance and you've got a free night and not saying to spend all your nights at school, but go to an event of your kids. It's amazing. If you go to um, whether it's a ball game or, or the play or a band contest, right? If you go there, even if your kid does not see you, you can talk to, you can ask them about it the next day or say how you know yeah. great they did. And you, you know, something specific to, they know you were there. Right. I mean, yeah. that will build that relationship with those kids in your yep. classroom too. And I'm not saying spend every night, it go to every funny. game, but no. you know, if you got a free night, it's funny. Yeah. yeah. Go check out uh -huh. a game, see the kids. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Not even a, a game. Like, you know, like if you have a study table or if there's a FCA type, like just find something. And it's funny you bring that up, Chris, because I honestly, that's what I was going to say is the other way, the other tip I would give is once a week, if, if you're somebody who feels like you're being judged for not staying after, you know, that three thirty, four o'clock bell or whatever, and uh, whatever it is, I, I would say you pick one day a week to stay, right? Like, if it's another two or three hours, but the more you do that consistently, 
trust me, your admin is going to notice that there's one day a week that you're staying, that whatever it is you're doing, working on, um, and it will it will begin to release a lot of that quote unquote judgment you're feeling about leaving early or on time or whatever you want to call it. But um, I know in my experience, and especially after these last couple of years, like if I had in my mind that on Tuesdays I'm staying after until six o'clock, right? Um, it was great because then on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, shoot, I felt awesome because I didn't have to stay after. <laughs> I had everything done. Like I was ready for the week. Um, papers were graded. Curriculum was ready to go. Lesson plans was ready to go. I had everything ready. Like it felt awesome to have everything planned out. And you and I did that several times a week. Remember like yeah. Oh, yeah. Tuesdays and, or what Mondays? Yeah. And, and it's the easier too. Yeah. If, yeah. um, when you don't have a family, obviously, but you know, usually your yeah. spouse understands and even before you've had kids, yeah. they, they're probably used to you staying later. And, um, uh, yeah, that one yep. day, like you said, stay one day and I'm not telling you to, cause it's really, it's the opposite of what we're talking about is quite quitting, <laughs> but like yeah. just if, if you're feeling overwhelmed and you have the time that one day, like you said, stay later. Um, yeah. and that, that does help. And I'll too, and again, I don't know why I'm thinking about building relationships with students. Maybe that's that's our job. But, um, yeah. I know when we had advisory, and we didn't have a class during that a couple of years ago. You know, I love playing chess, and um, yeah. I had kids coming into my advisory that I didn't have, and um, they'd come and play, and then you build those re- relationships with kids. You know, you don't have in class, and and like for us, you and I teaching special ed, it's you're almost walled off from a lot of kids. You know, uh-huh. you don't see a lot. Yep. So that, that's a great way to, to see new kids as well. And just something that you're involved in, you know, if you like doing it and you've got that yeah. advisory period free, if, if you have one, not saying you do, um, yeah, find something you like to do and you'd be surprised at what other kids are, are interested in that as well. Yep. Um, no, I, I enjoyed, yeah, I enjoyed your piece of advice, man. I think, I think those are good for new teachers. Seriously. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, um, and now I would say let's. I think we kind of hit on that that quiet quitting. And if you guys do have questions or anything, please let us know. But um, let's let's wrap up here with the last now our last segment. And this is where you know we talked about Justin before I do our segment uh, our segment title. I guess um, we talked about him earlier. <laughs> he he quit and uh, sold his house, sold everything, sold all his belongings for the most part. Took his family and they're on vacation. Uh, you, I don't even know if you call it vacation, would you? For as long as you're doing it, I don't. It's a. I think it's a yeah, lifestyle it's change. Like, yeah, it's kind of like if you uh, if you live out of your camper, are you really camping? Like I, yeah. I, I think. <laughs> I think you can spend hours on that debate. Yeah, I think um, you're just homeless. I think you're homeless. <laughs> gypsy. <laughs> I I don't want to insult just. No. I don't want to insult gypsies, but I uh, I feel like I'm one right now. Yeah. Um, so here we go. So no, where man, where like, in the U S. Yeah. Where in the U S. is Justin, right now? We and actually I'm gonna interrupt right? you. I apologize. Yeah, go ahead. This is the first no, time we've fine. talked about this. So why don't you give us a synopsis of where you started? Because you left from camping at Little Wall Lake with us. And you started your journey. Yeah, in Iowa. Yep, in Iowa. Yeah. Can you give us yeah, so we, your journey up to this point? And then we'll, from the following, the next segments, we'll talk about, okay, where are you at now? But tell us where you've gone, what you've seen. Tell us the whole oh thing. Oh, my goodness. I know. we got time. Oh, my goodness. 
So <laughs> we started in Iowa. We went to Ashland, Nebraska, spent three days there, um, mainly just to get our feet wet. We had camped all summer and we've been camping for the last three years with a, with a hard top. Um, where, we really where's Ashland sure we at? Wet. Ashland is just west of uh, Lincoln, or okay. Oma, the Omaha Zoo. Oh, gotcha. Yep, okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. So um, it's about an hour, a little an hour, over an hour outside of uh, that zoo. So anyhow, we went through Ashland. We uh, we had some mechanical issues. We had to go up through Sioux Falls. Um, went through there and then ended up in South Dakota uh, as planned. We went and saw, you know, all the touristy things like Mount Rushmore. Um, uh, what's the other one there? Oh, uh, crap. Crazy um, Horse. Crazy Horse. Thank you. Um, went and saw the Badlands. We we spent like a week out in that area. It was wonderful. Um, you, I tell you what. The moment you stop working and you're able to watch a sunrise or a sunset, I, I don't know what it is, man. Like it is, it's surreal. It's one of those things that, you know, here I am almost 40. So every single day of my life, I've probably seen a sunset. And if you sit and you watch one, actually, like it's, it's crazy to think like that was the purpose of today, right? Was just to get to watching the sunset, like something simple. Well, you're right? not in a rush. Like, it's not like teach. Yeah, you're not yeah. in a rush to it's get to school like and missing it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's not like, yeah, get in the classroom. I got to get this kid what they need, this kid what they need. I got to make sure that kid has money in their lunch account so they can have lunch. Like, like it, it is surreal. Um, but, yeah, uh, so we went through South Dakota. Uh, then we went over to Montana and uh, just did, like, the eastern part of that just real quickly because we were going to come back. So we actually went down through Wyoming. Um, we actually spent, like, three weeks in Wyoming. It was nuts. Um, Wyoming is one of those places that is so cool, but it's an oddity to me because it's, it's hard to find anyone who is not nice in Wyoming. Same thing Montana. Like, Montana, we, we were at this distillery. Um, it probably was 700 square foot, like the actual restaurant distillery. Like it was crazy, but we sat down and um, we're outside and these two guys just start talking to us. And these two guys are, you know, in their mid fifties, late fifties, like people we would never even think to have a conversation with. And uh, they were some of the nicest people we ever, we ever talked to. Um, but so that's the, that's the cool thing. But the oddity to me is, uh, they all are so separated because it's such vast open parts of land, right? Unless you get into like Bozeman or some populated places like that. But um, they, the oddity to me is how they could be so separated, but feel so connected. You know what I mean? Um, well, I think so, it's living that same there. lifestyle, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's what that is. There's not a ton out there. So you're connected no. to your neighbor. Maybe. I don't know. I've, yeah. I thought like we were at one place in Wyoming and um, I wandered in and uh, there's three ladies. The uh, One lady must have owned the place. The two must have just been visiting her. One of the ladies goes, hey, did you talk to so-and-so yet? And the other one goes, the manager said or the owner went, no, she's at home though. And, and she doesn't usually get cell phone reception out there. 
And the other lady goes, well, we've got stuff going on today. She goes, I really need her stuff in. She goes, I'll just drive out there. She goes, I'll be late for my flight today. But she goes, I'll just reschedule. And I'm thinking, where else in the U.S. would you hear that conversation, right? Like, that's not happening in New York, right? Or California. Like, like the idea that this lady would just be okay rescheduling. Push back her flight. flight. Because she was going to go out. Yeah, to go to her friend's house to pick up something that probably could have been emailed or faxed, right? Like, um, just fun, just funny to me. But anyhow, we uh, so then we left there. We went through Idaho for about a day or two, um, just really to stay over. Now, Idaho, I don't know if you've ever been there, Chris, but driving in Idaho, it's so funny. You you come across like desert desert style land you're just driving out in the middle of nowhere i mean there's no reception there's no animals there's not another car like you, you get nothing out there um yeah, so you went which way did you go did you go montana idaho yeah montana and yeah. idaho it's just so, the northern part of idaho we had to go into idaho for a family vacation one time just because we had to well my oh, dad had a heart yeah. attack and he was in a hospital we we're in wyoming <laughs> Going to Yellowstone, yes. and he was in Idaho because that's where they had the cardiac unit. So, um, yep, the cardiac was, unit. Yep, it was Idaho, Idaho Falls, maybe. And then to get our windshield fixed because yep. on that same trip we had baseball sized hail, softball <laughs> sized hail. But yeah, so I, I've been there. Hail, yes. Didn't have yes. a lot of time to travel through it, but just to those two I, spots. I, I don't think it was really hail. I just think you pushed Chase off, and he was throwing rocks at your windshield. Yeah, and then he hit our <laughs> <laughs> my sister's windshield. And, yeah, it was impressive. <laughs> yeah. So, so Idaho. Um, okay. So you're there. Where'd you yep, Where'd you stay Idaho, in Idaho? And then uh, we actually went through Idaho Falls, and okay. then um, yep. went through just a couple other towns, like small towns. Like again, like just crazy how you can just drive through nothing. It's it's almost like Las Vegas area, right? Like you just drive through the desert, and all of a sudden here's a city, right? Um, so drove through there, and then uh, we're up and through Oregon now. We went to the coast, spent uh, about four days on the coast, um, did all that fun stuff, and then we circled down, and now here we are in uh, Crater Lake, Oregon. Uh, we're about to leave here and go to Winnemucca, uh, Oregon. Or no, Idaho. Winnemucca, Idaho. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you get up into Washington we'll as well? We actually looped. No, we did. We went to Washington before we came here. That's right. We okay, stayed yeah. there for like three or four days. Um, yeah, on our way over to. Uh, thanks for reminding me. Yeah. It's, well, I you know I, is, I do have yeah. the map. Um, so <laughs> if there's anybody listening that that's in our building, you can you can track their journeys. I bought a uh, uh, a laminated map. So we've been putting the pins in where they're staying and like tracking their journey and. It's funny because now all the kids are like, oh, where are they at today? So I got to make sure I, I got to email him or text him while, while they're on va- yep. vacation or gypsying around and um, yep. <laughs> find out where they're at. So I'm like, hey, I'll, let me try to call him. I, and, uh, and that reminds it, me, I do, have a po- I do have a postcard that I got to get sent out. Um, <laughs> so we'll send one off. But uh, yeah, so the idea now is uh, we're going to go down through Idaho. We'll go through New Mexico. We're going to hit Colorado for about, uh, oh, actually, no, we're going to hit Utah for about three and a half weeks. Um, we're going to hit Bryce, Moab, all those places, and then um, head to Colorado. We're going to go to the Great Sand Dunes. 
over there. Um, and then we're going to cycle down south and we'll spend actually six weeks in Texas. Nice. Yeah. So, so uh, currently yeah. you're in Crater Lake, Oregon. Yep. Crater Lake, Oregon. Yep. And next time we, uh, we go through our, we do our next episode, which hoping maybe this weekend, possibly we'll see how, how your Hopefully. reception is and how crazy it is. But yeah. I think I've got That's a topic for, <laughs> for our next one. So, um, good. Yeah, so I, I think it was a good episode. I think hopefully, we touched on everything. We'll uh, please. We love feedback, yeah. so please let us know. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe Justin yeah, can yeah. send me some pictures, and I can post them on our Instagram of where he's at right now, and you guys can follow I along. I might with even that too. smile in those. Yeah, and hey, real, before we uh, hit our outro music, um, you're you're blogging this, right? You're like tracking your journey. Are you still journaling and doing the blogging? Uh, it's really, I'm just journaling right now. So I, um, I haven't, uh, updated a blog for, oh shoot, about a month or two. And yeah, my wife told me caveat. she's been trying to track it down yeah. and she told me that yeah, you need to update I, uh, that. <laughs> Cause I, on my blog there, I was putting pictures. Um, but yeah, I, I just haven't updated. It's just, it got away from me with everything else. And so, but yeah, I've been journaling, um, every couple of days I'll journal. And, uh, so that's the idea is, uh, those will kind of be things that I release, but yeah, I'll send you some pictures. Yeah. Sounds good. And, um, love to read the whole thing. I haven't gotten on your blog yet. She's told me about it, but, um, I think we probably yeah. talk enough. I know where you're at and everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think we could probably wrap this thing up. So yeah, um, definitely. I, hey, I appreciate it, buddy. I'm going to, I'm going to hit our music here and that was great talking to you. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll talk soon. Yep. Talk to you later. All right. We'll talk to you later. Yeah. See ya. See you guys. Have a good one. Bye.